Welcome to the Prevail Podcast, hosted by your friends Britt and Meg, who are childhood friends whose paths crossed again to create something bigger than the both of them. They created the podcast in January of 2020, and their goal is to have a platform where people share their stories of failure, hardship, trouble, and how they prevailed and were victorious through it all. This is the Prevail Podcast. Keep going, keep picking yourself up, and stop worrying about what other people think. Check in with Britt and Meg. Hey guys, what's up? Hey guys, how are you this week? So guys, I'm a big girl now, and I drink coffee. <laughs> this sounds like the pull-up commercial. I'm a big girl I'm now. I'm a big girl now. <laughs> oh, I'm God. still a baby, and I don't drink coffee. I know. Well, I just felt like since my workplace has coffee and it's so focused on coffee that it's about time and it's not like I'm one of those people who like I don't need coffee like my mom wakes up and she's like don't talk to me before I have two cups of coffee like that's how my that's, mom is too right so like that's just the difference is like I just do it for fun and it looks really cool and it tastes good if you do it right um so I just thought I'd share I'm very proud of myself it's a big I'm proud of you too Britt just don't become <laughs> dependent on it like those crazy people oh i know crazy (laughs) coffee lovers you guys are awesome but i'm just not yeah you guys are i'm not at that level in my life i have a sinus infection (laughs) (laughs) our poor brit has been sick for a good month so that's not fun i'm not sick which is shocking because i feel like in every podcast episode i'm like yeah i'm sick yeah so the roles have been reversed yep roles have been reversed i thought it was a virus at first and then you know, thought it would just carry its way out, but nope, 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 it escalated, and we are here with a sinus infection, so, amazing. But that's okay, because you're getting better, mm-hmm. and we got, we got a lot of work done this week. I know, we did, and you know what, so. I think, I've, I mean, I'm a worker bee, as, I mean, you can ask Meg, I am either always at work, school, or doing homework or something. Um, uh, yeah, I'm convinced she doesn't sleep, but... Yeah, no, uh, but you know what? I actually do sleep a lot. <laughs> I go... My roommates make fun of me because I literally go to bed at... Between 8 p.m. and 9 every single night, um, but I also am up super early. Um, but I think it was also a blessing in disguise for being sick because I always think that it regrounds me and makes me remember that rest is good <laughs> and... Laying in bed and relaxing is good, too. So Yeah, and it makes you appreciate when you're not sick, too. totally. I feel like sometimes you need that kick Mm -hmm. um, just to bring yourself back and to feel the appreciation for the days that you're good. Totally, totally. Should we tell a funny story, Britt? Yeah, let's tell a funny story. (laughs) What funny story should we tell? Ooh. We have so many. I know, we, we really do. What's been happening recently? We could tell the jet ski story. Oh, about your hat? Yeah, okay. that's pretty funny. All right, guys, so we're going to share a funny story today. This happened over summer, right, Meg? Yeah, this was over summer. <clears throat> I have a, uh, a sea do, which is a jet ski, and Britt's obsessed with it, which I don't blame her because <laughs> I'm obsessed with it, too, but obviously I get to go on it whenever I want, and it's rare for Britt to come on, so she gets super hyped when... I take her out. <clears throat> so basically, if you know me well, you know I wear a baseball cap pretty much every day, unless I'm going to church. Um, and so I have this 
hat on. And when I go on my jet ski, I turn my hat backwards. Um, so the wind doesn't pick it up and take it off. Right. And so Britt and I were just kind of, I think we stopped, right? Britt to just hang out kind of. Yeah. We stopped hanging out, but then you were going to go into circles. The, the really fast, like, whipping Right, right. But figurines. I think we were just hanging out, and so that's why I turned my hat back around, because the sun was in my eyes, and we yeah. weren't riding. We were just kind of swimming and hanging out in the middle of the lake. So then we hop back on the jet ski, and we start going. And I, I take off. We're going probably, like, 20 miles per hour. And my beloved Nike hat, guys, just straight up blows off my head. <laughs> Without, think, a second guess. I rip a donut. We're going so fast. Britt screams. I got it back probably, what, like 50 feet, I'd say, yeah. at this point. I see the hat. And it's one of those, like, athletic hats. Like, the you know, the Nike, um, I don't even know what material that is. But it's, like, super so anyway, thin athletic material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the water, it starts to sink. And I'm like, oh, no. So without, we're still going probably 20 miles per hour. I don't even stop it. As we're going, I dive off of the jet ski into the water down to grab this hat. It was probably the most athletic thing I've ever done. Britt flies off the other side. We're both just crying because we're laughing so hard at this point. We couldn't keep ourselves up in the water. We were laughing so hard. Right. But the funniest part about it was, is it goes off and I just scream, my hat! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It was, it was... It was pretty funny. And, so that's yeah. my and then, dedication towards hats. Then, <laughs> then Meg was very cautious about her hat from then on out. I think you actually attached your hat to your life vest. I did. I was so worried about it at that point. And yeah. then it, it was funny, too, because when we went out, I think we had to be somewhere after. And so we both said, we're like, oh, we're not going to get wet this time. And sure enough, we were... Oh, we, we were completely drenched yeah and so it was it was just so funny I think Britt had to be at like a family dinner after and she's soaking wet I know literally <laughs> my hair's drenched I'm like smell like stinky lake water and uh, the things I will do to save a $20 hat you know Megan her hats I gotta tell you you should see her collection in her in her room like all across her ceiling she has like five like 500 hats no joke no joke. But you know what the best one is, Meg? Oh, I know, but go for it. The Prevail hat. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, the Prevail hat's awesome. I thought, actually, I thought you were going to say that I have a hat on the front. Um, if you guys know, I have I have super curly, uh, crazy hair. And so on the front of the hat, it says crazy hair. And then on the back of the hat, it says don't care. Ah. <laughs> I love you that have one. a lot of good ones. Hats are just the best. They save those greasy hair days. And sometimes and you protect just... your eyes, yeah. most importantly. I think that's why I wear it. See, I wear so, it for greasy hair. <laughs> that's the funny story of Brit and Meg today. And we have plenty more where that came from. So Yeah. And what's the update? So how's our podcast going, right? Let's check on that. Yeah, the update. Let's talk about the update. So, the podcast has been going well. We have, I feel like we had a ton of momentum at first, and we were recording a a bunch of podcasts, and now we're kind of slowing down and getting everything figured out and mapping things out, but everything's been going really well as far as getting our LLC and our trademark, and we're just kind of getting, we're still in the process of getting the hang of everything but it's been a great learning experience mm-hmm. and I know Britt and I are just so thankful <clears throat> I'm losing my voice so mm-hmm. thankful for 
the opportunity. So right. what would you say, Britt? I would say the same thing. I definitely think it's been such a learning curve. Um, I think we're right now building our foundation uh, to just keep the momentum going. I definitely think that, well, recently we had a podcast scare, so we're learning things somewhat the hard way. Oh, where yes. We, yeah, where we almost lost a lot of our interviews that we already recorded. And um, I think one of the best things is just take it day by day and cross yeah. the bridge when you need to get there. I think, I think like, May can probably attest to this, too, that we just kind of like took a leap of faith and went for this but this has probably been one of the best things that Meg and I have done um in a long time you guys the amount of dedication was me diving off that jet ski at 20 miles per hour I mean for my hat that we dove straight into this good example I agree with that literally Literally. yeah I just thought of that it Uh, just kind of like we literally it was like a blink of a second where Megan and I were like, yep, we're going to do a podcast. And then it was within just, a day decision. Yeah. We, we just, just said, let's it. do it and let's see what happens. And the worst that happens is we lose a few hundred bucks and no one listens and we wasted some hours, you know, but it, it but doesn't you know what? to try. But you know what? I think we're in such a good age of like trying things out and seeing what works and if anything comes out of it, it's good speaking experience, good for our resumes. Absolutely. Like, everything, there's nothing but good experiences. I don't think that there's a bad experience with this that could come Correct. about if we didn't continue this, which I don't see that happening. But, you know, it's just all gratitude throughout this whole process. Um, and it's very, like, I have a mad respect now for everyone who is hustling behind an Instagram page or a podcaster creating something because there's so much that goes on behind it that people Mm -hmm. don't talk about. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And if anything, we're, you and I are benefiting so much from this. Even if no one else listens to our Mm -hmm. podcast, the amount that Britt and I are learning from these people Mm -hmm. we're interviewing is just tremendous. Right. So it's, I mean, we can look at it a bunch of different ways and we do, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's been, it's been a great experience. Overall, very grounding experience. Absolutely. All right, Meg. So thanks for listening guys. And we are about to dive into the podcast now. Whoa. So guys, today we have a very, very special guest. It's so she is the co-owner of the Prevail podcast. She is a childhood friend of mine and someone very near and dear to my heart. So please help me welcome Britt. Yay! Hey! So happy to have you, Britt. Yes. I love you. It's so weird to uh, be on the flip side and not be asking the questions and not, yeah. you know. And it's 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 going to be a little um, tr- uh, tricky for me as well because yeah. all the questions are on me now because usually <laughs> I have you by my side, but I'm excited. I am too. This is going to be awesome. Absolutely. So why don't you go ahead and just dive into your story. Tell us what you're about and everything. Awesome. So my name is Britt. Um, gosh, I am 20 years old. I feel way older than I am, but yes, I am 20, and I am currently finishing up college. I have one semester left of school, which I'm so grateful for, Um, and kind of just where to begin. So 
a little bit about me. Right now, I currently run, obviously, the Prevail podcast with Meg and do the social media and marketing and all of that. Um, and I also have an Instagram page called Simply Brit, and that has kind of evolved over time and been with me since um, high school. And I started that in high school with the eagerness to learn about health and fitness. Um, and so I started there and um, posted a bunch of random food that, you know, didn't really, um, I had no clue about. And, um, you know, I, that's just stuck with me. There's always been something on this Instagram that has kept me because I feel like I'm there for a reason. And I've always um, had this drive to help people in any way that I can. So it kind of started in high school with leadership. So I was on leadership for all four years and then um, started this Instagram because I wanted to help people. I found my love of helping people through leadership and then um, decided to do it through social media. Um, I've always been such a people person and you know, in my younger ages, I actually was a huge people, like, pleaser, and it was not healthy for me. It was something that really brought me down and brought me to face a lot of friendship struggles in my life. I feel like throughout my time, you know, I've only been around for 20 years, but I have really, really struggled with friendships, and I think a lot of it was not accepting myself and who I was and getting acceptance from other people and pleasing them but not taking care of myself. And that was really difficult. I've been through a lot of really hard friendships in my life, lost a lot of people who I really genuinely cared for. But I now know that everything truly happens for a reason and everything that I have been through and all the people that I have been hurt by or have hurt myself have taught me something in my life and have really made me the person who I am today and really led me to the right people in my life and I know now a better understanding of who I am and not to get into the old habits of what I used to do when I would seek certain friendships you know I think to kind of break it down for you guys I truly like forced friendships I feel like and tried to do everything that I could to make sure that they were happy and then they would want to be friends with me and I often got myself into a lot of one-sided friendships that really led me brokenhearted and empty um, I did not fill myself or fill my cup up at all and I really struggled with that. And I think a lot of the friendships that I've had, you know, they're great people, but they weren't people in my life that were beneficial because I wasn't being truly who I was. There was parts of me, obviously, that were who I was, but not fully myself. So in the midst of all of this kind of friendship, just hardship, to be honest, because I feel like a lot of people don't talk about the hardships that come with friendships and how just literally heartbreaking it can be to go through friendships and um, have them come and go in your life. Definitely. Um, and so with that, another struggle that I have faced, and it was a newer one in college, was anxiety. It's something that never really was talked about in my family. I was aware of it through social media and other people, 
but I never recognized the patterns of it and recognized it within myself. And, you know, during my early college years, I was, um, you know, going through a very hard time. And during this time, the anxiety really was in full swing. I would be in these states of anxiety attacks where my body would completely shut down. I would not be able to control my emotions that happened um, because the anxiety took control and I couldn't explain to anyone as to why sometimes the anxiety attacks would happen. Um, Anxiety really took control of my life and at that time I didn't know that I could take control of that in my life and because I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't know what was happening. I knew it was anxiety, but I didn't know how to control it at the time. I didn't know, you know, the triggers of it and everything. And now I'm very grateful that, you know, I have been through therapy. And that's something that I firmly believe in. And my family has always been so awesome in sharing the power of therapy. And now I know, you know, my triggers and all the different things that come about with anxiety that you might not think about. And I think that that's another topic too of there's a lot of shame and stuff behind therapy and anxiety and just having a mental like health struggle. And I'm, you know, very proud of my anxiety and what I went through and what, you know, sometimes I do continue to go through. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, so with friends and anxiety and everything like that, that's definitely been a struggle. Have you ever just felt super stuck in your life? Felt like you needed to literally isolate yourself on the island, disconnect from everything, shut down basically. Need a break? Well, we got the perfect thing for you. The Oasis Retreats is a transformational wellness retreat that is driven to connect people to their deepest purpose, truths, well-being, and inspiration. It combines yoga, wellness, you get to explore all the different locations such as Hawaii, Morocco, Costa Rica, Bali, Peru, all of the amazing places where you can connect with yourself and connect with others. We have a 10% off code. So if you wanted to book yourself an awesome retreat, getaway, refresher, disconnector, use the code OASIS20 on your next purchase. Go ahead and check them out. They have amazing retreats that will make you connect with yourself deeper than you ever thought you could. Again, use the code OASIS20 when you check out. I feel like it's so easy to forget that we aren't indestructible and we forget we don't possess these infinite wisdoms and and the ability to know the outcome of every choice that we make. And, you know, like sometimes we fail, sometimes we stumble, sometimes we fall so hard and so flat on our face. And, you know, sometimes we we let people see our tears and our anger and our passion for some reason we struggle to hide and we try to hide it and in reality it's not the best thing that we can do for ourselves and um you know we beat ourselves up if we love too much or too little or at the wrong time or you know we're just like quick to blame or not quick enough or we hurt ourselves and others with you know intention and ignorance and regret and There's so many lessons learned and mistakes made and made again and like seriously none of this is new. 
I mean, like, the people before us walking this earth, separated by so much time, stumbled and fell, and we're all in the same, like, in a sense. And we're born knowing nothing, we die knowing, you know, but a little compared to this big, huge earth. We're all human, and we all have struggles, and we all walk with these stories. And, you know, part of Wow, Bray, everything you've said so far is just so powerful. So a question I have for you is so many people these days are going through anxiety. I don't know. I recently read a stat on it, and of course right now I need to know the stat, (laughs) and I don't know it, but it was some crazy number about how many people experience um, anxiety. What What is some advice that you would give to someone who's experiencing it? I know you mentioned therapy, but do you have any other suggestions? I think one of my biggest things that helped for me, well, two things. One is, as Rachel Hollis says, move your body to change your mind. That's been my biggest thing. I work out almost every single day. Sometimes it's more physical and sometimes it's more for my mental health. Um, I think that moving my body is something so almost like religious for me um, because it really does clear my mind. And I'm able to push through my racing thoughts by doing something. Um, I'd say another thing is leaning on my support system. So I kind of, as I've gotten older, I divide my friendships and relationships in my life into almost circles. So if this makes sense. And I'll kind of run it down. The first inner circle that you have is obviously, I mean, if you have a good relationship with your family. So mine is my family. And then I have a couple of my close friends from high school, and then a couple close friends from here. And those are the people that I go to if I, you know, I'm having an anxious day or I'm, I'm, I'm having a rough day and I just need to vent or whatever it is. And then I kind of go to the next circle on the outer skirts, which is like my friends who I don't tell as much personal things to. Um, they might be my, like my, you know, party friends or, you know, friends who I go to the gym with or things like that where it's that divide in friendships between like telling personal things and then having them as a support but more of the outer skirts so I I create that divide and I'm able to distinguish who I can lean on if I'm having an anxious day or I'm having a hard time um that's been a game changer for me and that kind of ties in with like what you asked in this question but also something for friendships advice wise Um, Another thing I would say, too, I have found so much power in sitting in what I'm feeling, but also being able to distinguish when I need to distract myself from these anxious thoughts. Um, I, you know, through therapy, I've learned so many different skills and tactics, and those are some of the biggest things where it's a... Your mind, I mean, my mind goes a million miles sometimes with anxious days. And I think that if I'm able to distinguish, like, okay, this is something I actually need to sit in and feel, then that's okay. I just need to feel it, sit in it, talk to it, talk about it with someone, whatever. But then there's some days where there's the anxious thoughts that I don't need to focus my energy on that I need to be like, okay, like, let's go on a walk, or let's call a friend, or let's do something healthy that will, like, distract your mind from it. Uh Um, There's so many different tips that I could go into, but those are kind of my 
biggest ones for anxiety. That's some great advice, Brea. I really like the circle concept you talked about. I think it's so important to trust in a few people and tell them what's going on. Mm-hmm. And then the others, you know, they're just kind of your friends to have right. fun with. And I know I do the same thing. I have one friend that I can tell. I literally tell her mm-hmm. everything. Um, but some other friends, it doesn't, you know, I don't, they wouldn't necessarily understand what I'm saying. Right. And that is an evaluation you have to do with right. with your friends. And so I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's cool you brought that up. And I think too, I mean, throughout all of my friendships, ups and downs, um, I'm very grateful for all of them because I feel like in the past I used to really give my trust out super quickly and, you know, share my heart because I find I thrive better with relationships and friendships that are, you know, more vulnerable. Um, And I've realized to have that distinction between that inner circle and the outer circle and what I share and what I don't share. I feel like when I was, you know, in a vulnerable state and with anxiety and the friendship problems that I really gave out my trust so quickly and it actually hurt me. It ended up really hurting me because by being vulnerable and really opening my heart that they used that against me um, and tried to manipulate me with what I had shared. Um, So I definitely, I mean, I recommend anyone to do that circle in their life to really kind of visualize it. I'm a visual person and to visualize like, okay, these are the people who I can go to. These are like the top five people who if I'm having a hard day or something's going on that I can talk to them about it. And then these are the people that, you know, I can just go have fun with and I can just not worry about that type of thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's very healthy. It's really helped me a lot in my lifetime. So so I'm actually going to ask you, this is a, it's a question, but it's going to be some advice. Awesome. Okay. I want to okay. get your, your standpoint on this. So, you know me, Bray, I'm a hundred miles per hour, a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. I have a big personality. I'm have a ton of energy. And so something I do is I evaluate how I feel before meeting up with a friend and how I feel after. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly doing, I feel like I'm constantly, not, I don't want to say evaluating my friends, because that sounds weird, but just, you know, seeing, are they a positive influence in my life, are they adding to my life, and I ask all these questions, and say, I think there's been a few times where I, they haven't been Mm -hmm. adding that much to my life, and I don't necessarily feel that 100% Megan after meeting up with them. Right. And if you, so what would, what would your advice be if you feel like someone isn't positive, like, shoot, this question's going all over the place. So if they're not adding to your life Mm -hmm. in a positive way, and you feel you need to remove yourself from that friendship, what's your advice for that? Does that Uh, make sense? Sorry, that was all over the place. No, I actually freaking love this question, because I've really tried to do a trial and error, um, I mean, fairly recently, because, um, I... It was almost a year ago today that I just had this breaking point. It was probably the lowest point in my life. But I had this breaking point of this almost like breakthrough in my life for friendships. And from then on, I have really, really honed in on what you kind of just asked. So, first off, 
I surround myself with people who lift me up and make me feel like I am myself. And I have this quote, you are a combination of the top five people you spend the most time with. After hearing I love that, that, after hearing that, I really started to evaluate my life. And I really decided to do a little bit of some cleaning. So first off, I highly recommend you take a step back from the people who are not filling you up. You can love on them, you can still have them in your life, but after hearing that quote of you are a combination of the top five people in your life, if they're not put, like pouring into your cup, and if they're not making you feel the best that you are, and if it's not a hell yeah, let's hang out, then it's a hell no. You can still keep them in your life, but I think you can have them at a healthy distance and maybe sh- show them that you're not, you know, you're just in a different place. We're all evolving and growing into different people, and sometimes you outgrow people in your life, and that's okay. So what does that look like, keeping someone at a healthy distance? What does that mean exactly? I think personally, it's being friendly, it's being able to communicate and maybe meet up, you know, once or twice a month to keep it at a short minimum because you still care about them. And I think the worst okay. feeling the worst feeling in the world is leaving someone high and dry without an explanation if you still care about them, but you're just changing. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's it does. Because I think in our life we often care about the people, you know, who's been in our life for a long time, obviously. But like I said, we're all changing and we're all growing. And I mean, sometimes you just, it just doesn't work for you in this phase of life to hang out constantly Mm -hmm. with them. Um, So I hope that makes sense. I know I rambled a little bit, but you know. No, but I get fired up for my my question. Yeah, I get super fired up when it comes to friendships because I have learned so much myself and almost learned the hard way. (laughs) But, but yeah. So I'm going to ask you another question and it's also going to be some advice. Awesome. Too, okay. So when it comes to friendships, something I get upset about and it occasionally it gets to me is I'm such a good friend, mm-hmm. and commitment is very important to me. And when friends say we have plans to hang out on Friday night, and I'll text them, we have the plans, and I'll text them that morning, like, hey, what time are we meeting up? And they won't reply. Or, you know, they just kind of drop the ball occasionally. And I'm someone that is so dead set on commitments and communication and just being a good friend. What is your advice for for someone going through that, where friends occasionally drop the ball and the friendship isn't necessarily reciprocated? Right. So I would say that, first off, I mean, I have been in so many one-sided friendships, too many to count on one hand. And I think that if you take a step back and if you're always the one that is constantly filling into a friendship and you're constantly the one that's trying to make plans and have them follow through and that other person is not reciprocating that, that's something that you need to figure out personally yourself. If that's something worth your time, genuinely. Right. No matter who they are. Because you are worth the effort 
in every single relationship or friendship that you are in. And I think that if that person is not willing to give a simple one-minute text back to reply to be able to plan something or hang out with you, then that's a personal thing. And my mom always says, this is so funny, but it's so true, is distance makes the heart grow fonder. And I almost think that sometimes in those situations, you need to take a step back and have them realize the importance or the worth that you have in their lives, if that makes sense. That totally makes sense. I love that advice. That's a great idea. Because when you take a step back, I mean, so for me, I was in a lot of friendships where I would constantly, constantly, constantly be giving, 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 but then they got so used to me giving so much of myself in the friendship that it began to be so one-sided because they're like, oh, well, I don't have to do anything because Brit's always giving and Brit's always doing this and Brit's always planning that it doesn't allow them that time for their selves to plan something as well, if that makes sense as well. So, you know, if you, take a, if you take a step back and let there be some time between, you know, you guys hanging out, maybe they'll be like, oh, you know what? I really miss Meg. You know, they'll be like, ooh, I haven't heard from Meg. Like, how is she doing? Like, I want to hang out with her type of thing. Um, yeah. So I guess that would be my advice, a loaded advice for that question. Yeah, no, thank you, you. I think that's a great idea. I've tried that in the past before where mm-hmm. I just say, you know, I, I'm the one always putting effort in. How about I don't text this person? And when they text me, we'll do something. Right. But you know, and I think it's a, it's honestly good for people who are, you know, were like me in that situation who are always giving and um, not leaving room to receive that it's so, it, it feels more gratifying for you to receive a text from that person or from a friend that you took a step back from. It just means that much more to you and it's um, so much more gratifying when you receive that. Um, So I definitely recommend for anyone who's in that place, and I think for me personally that came from a place of insecurity and um, wanting and craving acceptance so bad that I was that way. Um, But it's being able to take a step back and really looking at the friendships in your life and the people in your life. So Britt, with everything you've experienced in your life, what are three pieces of tactical advice you have for our listeners awesome I would say the first one this is actually a quote by Trent Shelton um who's awesome everyone I love him yeah he's seriously the best so he states everyone isn't your friend just because they hang around you and laugh with you doesn't mean they're for you just because they say they've got your back doesn't mean they stab they don't stab you in it people pretend well jealousy sometimes doesn't live far so know your circle. At the end of the day, real situations expose fake people. Pay attention. I think to go off that quickly is just really protect your heart and know who you surround yourself with. You are a combination of the top five people you spend the most time with. So if you're not happy in where you're at, with what you're doing, with who you're with, you have the power to change that. Um, it's not going to be easy and you can't please everyone. 
that kind of goes into my next thing is not everyone is going to be happy with the decisions that you make for your life. It's going to be difficult. You're not going to, you know, make everyone happy. And at the end of the day, who gives a crap? Because it's your life. You have one life and it's your life to live. Um, Third piece of advice is you have the power to change what you do every day to help with your future and who you want to be. For me, I move my body to change my mind. Like I said, it's something so crucial in making me the best version of myself. Um, And I also know that I have control of how I react to things, how I let things affect me, and what I do every single day to strive for the person that I want to be. So those are kind of my top three. Those are awesome. I love that quote that you shared by Trent. Trent's a really cool guy if you guys haven't listened to him. He doesn't know this yet, but he's actually going to be on our show someday. Yes, totally. (laughs) We're putting that out there and we're going to manifest that. So Yeah, we're putting it out into the universe and it's going to happen. So I I look forward to meeting you, Trent, if you hear this. (laughs) Hear this one day. (laughs) Yeah. So the famous last question we (laughs) ask all of our viewers is... Who are the three people that motivate and inspire you the most? And I already know your number one answer, <laughs> but I think, I'm actually yeah. excited to hear your other two people. So I think it, that everyone in this show definitely <laughs> knows who my top one is. My girl, Rachel Hollis. Oh Whoa. my Lord. Okay. So she inspires me big time. I think I, why she inspires me so much is I see a lot of myself in her, and I see a lot of what I inspire, aspire, um, and look for for my future. I really look up to her drivenness to help her community and do such good things, and I don't know, just her energy is amazing. Person number two is my mom. Something so simple, but she is one of the strongest people I know. She's been through hell and back and continues to be such a strong role model for me. She's such a mama bear, so protective of, you know, me and my sisters and my dad and anyone in her inner circle. She's such a good friend to all of her friends, and she works her, her ass off. She is the hardest working person I know, and that is where I get kind of my working addiction. <laughs> and the last one is my dad. I, wouldn't, I, I really wouldn't be where I am today without my parents, and it would be silly of me to share any other people because they are truly my foundation, and they are my number one support. I do a lot of crazy things in my life that they support me in everything, every single thing that I do. He is such a hard worker as well. We have very similar personalities, and he just is a light in every room that he goes into. He cracks those jokes, and everyone calls him freaking Dan the Man. Dan is the man. If you know him, you know he is the freaking best. One of the funniest people I've ever met. Seriously, truly one of the funniest people. And he is really a goal-getter and hardworking as well so those are my top three that I would say really just like motivate me drive me every day and I see them and talk to them almost every day I mean except I don't talk to Rachel but I wish I talked to Rachel someday you'll be talking to Rachel (laughs) yes so well those are three great people Britt 
Thank Thanks you. for sharing. Of course. Well, thank you so much, Britt, for being on your own show <laughs> and having me interview. I had a ton of fun. Thank you for all the great advice. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Seriously, thank you for tuning in. If you'd like to stay connected with us, you can follow us at The Prevail Podcast. Also, we would love it if you could take two minutes, just press subscribe to our podcast. Go ahead and give us a rating down below. Write us a little message. Go ahead and connect with us through the DMs on Instagram, email, whatever it is. We want to connect with you guys, hear from you, because you are so special to Meg and I. See, good things come to those who wait. You all are listening to the end of this podcast, and you all get a sneak peek of our next episode. So stay tuned episode. We hope you tune in. It's not this next week, but the week after. And thank you for listening to today's podcast. Out the meaning of your story and the lesson in your story. Because if you get on stage and you just tell us your story, we leave heavy with the story. Mm-hmm. We leave burdened or maybe we leave feeling sorry for you or like, oh man, I wish things were different. But we don't leave having gained the wisdom that you now have. It's your job. If